Hey everyone, happy Sunday. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at so Hope City Church. We're so grateful that you are joining with us here live or later. <laughs> live or later. That's how it works around here. Live or later. And uh, hey, we're, we are, are uh, broadcasting live from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, and we we're, we're appreciate it. It's snowing. It's snowing massive. Well, not so right now, but it snowed again last night. So today we're going to talk about tested faith. Yes. What it means to have our faith tested. We got people jumping on on Facebook, lots of people jumping on on Instagram. Good morning, everybody. Um, before we do, before we talk about tested faith, we want you to like, share, and press that notification bell yes. on Instagram, on Facebook, so you know when we go live each week. And also, we want to give you opportunity, if you can, uh, to financially support us here at Hope City Church and partner with us to continue to bring the message of hope across all social media platforms. Take it away. You know, I want to open us up uh, with a scripture this morning. I think opening us up with the scripture as we are preparing to give and honestly to receive this message is it's gonna super be a good important. One. It's laying the foundation. It's cultivating our heart, uh, you know, tilling up the, the, the hard ground sometimes that our, that our heart gets hardened during, you know, just the cares of this life. Second Corinthians in the New Testament of the Bible, uh, chapter nine, verse 10, it says, now may he who supplies seed to the sower, he being Jesus, uh, us being the sower um, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. You know, as we are all called to be sowers and as God, you know, helps us as he, you know, gives us seed to sow that God is going to multiply all those things, that, all the seed that we sow, and we are going to have more than enough in our life and to give as well. So as you guys are preparing to give this morning, I also want to pray for us as we uh, ask God, you know what, speak to us today as, uh, as we are, speak, even me, as we are going into this message, talking about tested faith. God, we just thank you so much, God, that our faith is tested on the daily. God, a daily basis, sometimes it seems like hourly, um, it seems like, you know, multiple times a day, weeks and years that our test is, our faith is tested. God, but I thank you, Jesus, that you are helping us, God, to build a solid foundation. Yeah. God, helping our faith, God, to grow and to multiply. God, I thank you so much, Holy Spirit. We want to be difference makers in our circles of influence. God, speak to us today. God, we want to have ears to hear what it is that you're saying, hearts to receive, and hands of actions to do the things that you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. One of those following on Instagram is saying that you took us out of sharing in stories. Not sure what that means. Tech expert here will figure that one out. Thanks for letting us know. Because from sharing in stories, we don't know what that means, or you may know. But anyways, thanks for sharing that. That's how we connect. Keep on, keep this thing going. Um, so here we go. Here we go. Um, tested faith. Yes. Uh, I would say this. Um, tested faith means you have a growing faith. Yes. You may want to write that down. Think about that. Put that on the refrigerator if we still do such things. Uh, I think so. Yeah. At least a lot of parents. Te yeah, test of faith. Test of faith means you have a growing faith. Yeah. As your faith begins to grow, your faith is going to be tested. Just like muscle, muscles, right? As you get stronger, you want that muscle to be tested. James chapter one, in the New Testament of the Christian Bible, James chapter one. We're we'll talking about this today. My brothers and sisters, the Apostle James, consider it nothing but joy. Consider it nothing but joy. When you fall into all sorts of trials, yes. um, consider nothing but joy. Um, I, don't, I don't think this, that <laughs> I want to be like this, but to be honest, when I fall into all kinds of struggles and trials, I probably don't consider it 
joy, right? right. What do you fall into a search of trials? And this is why you say this, because you know that the testing of your faith yes. produces yes. endurance and let endurance have its perfect effect, right? So that you will be perfect and complete, not deficient in anything. No, I, I like that. Uh, continuing in verse five, but if anyone is deficient in, in wisdom, he should ask God who gives to all generously and without reprimand, and it will be given to him. Uh, verse six, but he may ask in faith without doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed around by the wind for that person must not must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord since he is a double-minded individual and stable in all of his ways. So we can say like this, um, if you're deficient in wisdom, if I'm deficient in the vitamin D supplement, yes. I can do a couple things. Number one, I can get out in the sun. But if it is not available, and if it's you, not available for some of you in the Pacific Northwest <laughs> um, here in Iowa in, in the summer, in the winter time, we get lots of cold. A few weeks ago it was negative 47 degrees. Yes with the windshield, but with that windshield, there was sun. Yes. And so you can get vitamin D from the sun. <laughs> you could also take a supplement yes. called vitamin D. And I would say this, so if you're deficient in a in a vitamin, you, if you're deficient in wisdom, what is the supplement that? You know, how do you supplement, how, well, how do you get that supplement? You ask God for wisdom. Yeah. So he is the wisdom provider. We want to be people who have tested faith. Yes. We want to be people who have tested faith. Um, we can say it this way, uh, or or can ask this question though: Why? So why? Why, Jared and Angie, do we want to be people who, uh, who have tested faith? We can say it this way: A faith that is tested yes. will endure all things. Yes. You want your faith tested. Let me tell you again, when you, if you're sick, you know what? Our faith was tested uh, almost 18 months ago when Pastor Angie was uh, uh, diagnosed with cancer. When we were in the hot in the hospital, when we were in, the, in a hotel in Portland, Oregon. We were on uh, uh, visiting. Our son was there visiting. We were just doing some stuff there in Portland. And she got the call from the doctor, the call, you know right. what I'm saying? And right. the call was, you have cancer. Immediately, our faith began to go under a test. Yes. We want a tested faith. When your faith is tested, it means it leads you to, will help you to endure all things. James chapter one, three, four, for you know that, for you know, see here how, is, how he writes this, for you yes. know, do you know this? This is important. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power yes. within you to endure all things. So when my faith is tested, okay, when the enemy means for destruction, he comes against you. Right when the enemy comes against you, yes. um, th th this attack, this something's going on, just life circumstances. For you know, then when your faith is tested, it stirs up power. Yeah. When it, when you come against a test, there's a power within us that yes. begins to stir up because you hopefully have built a reservoir of the word yeah. where you draw from the word of God that you have stored up in this well for a test. So it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Yes, and then. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection yes. into every part of your being. So it begins to affect your entire life until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. We can say this, a tested faith yes. is a confident faith. And where does this confident faith begin to take shape, Pastor Angie? I think that's good. I, you know, because it all starts somewhere, right? You know, we talk about things, you know, like the tip of the iceberg. Well, we only see the tip of the iceberg, but there is a hole underneath of the iceberg. Faith starts 
somewhere. And it starts in a seed. You know, the Bible likens it to a mustard seed, which is the smallest in the garden, uh, the smallest of seeds, but grows into one of the largest plants. You know, it starts as a seed planted in good soil, the good soil being a teachable heart. You know, some of us have hard hearts. Mm -hmm. Some of us, we can't, we're wondering why this seed can't take root and, and, and it's not growing. It's because maybe we haven't tilled the soil of our heart. We haven't cultivated that. We have allowed it to harden, just like here in, in Iowa, when it freezes, the ground is hard. And when the spring comes, you have to go out and you have to till and cultivate it. Why? To soften it so the seed can be planted and the roots can grow down deep. Um Luke chapter eight, verses nine through 15 says this later, his disciples came to Jesus and asked him privately, what deeper meaning was found in this parable? He said, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God king of God's kingdom realm. But to those who don't have a listening heart, um, my words are merely stories, even though they have eyes. They're blind to the true meaning of what I say. Even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation, understanding, knowledge, yeah. knowing what is being spoken. You know, I think there's a few things that maybe in your Bible that you need to highlight or circle. In verse 10, it says, he said, you have been given a teachable heart. Okay, we have a teachable heart. You've been given that to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom, kingdoms, uh, God's kingdom realm. But to those who have a listening heart, a teachable heart is also a listening heart. And I think it's important that, you know, that we understand that. Have you ever thought, what does a teachable heart look like? Yeah. Now I have, because sure. I've heard a lot of messages a over the years and there's a lot of things that are said and great quotes that we can quote, but then you walk away and you're like, wait a Wait, What's that mean? <laughs> that was really good, but you want to go, can I raise my hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the good thing here on social media is you actually yeah, can raise, raise your, your hand, hand right? and you can ask questions in the chat box, um, which is great. And someone will have an answer. And someone will or have an answer. Or response, at least. Yeah, exactly. Or say, you know what? That's a great question. Great question. Let's get back to you. Yeah. You know, have you ever thought, what does a teachable heart look like? A teachable heart is a willingness and openness to learn, to listen, and to receive instruction yeah. and or guidance. I want to say that again. What does a teachable heart look like? It is a willingness. Am I willing? Yeah. I'm not talking about the person that's talking. Do I like that person? Am I willing? We can learn from every person, yeah. every situation and circumstance. Am I willing and open to learn, to listen and receive? You know, the, the, there's a great saying that says, you know, uh, you, you, you eat the meat and you toss out the bones, right? We can discern the good from the bad. We can yeah. take out the bones, which are not going to be, you know, fish bones, you know, are going to hurt going down. But we can receive the meat. We can also say that a teachable heart is characterized by humility. Mm -hmm. You may be the smartest one in the room, but we can always learn something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say that again. You can be the smartest person in the room or the expert in the the topic in which you're talking but there's something that we can always learn you know a teachable heart is characterized by humility a lack of defensiveness and an eagerness to grow and improve i want to ask it this way are you able to look at yourself using the bible as your lens mm. 
You know, a lot of times we look at ourselves and we ask if we're a teachable heart and the lens that we use is those of, you know, someone else's opinion um, of something that, you know, maybe an experience that you have, but a real humility is being able to say, God, as I am growing and my faith is being tested, I want to use the Bible as the lens yeah. to look at myself to see, do I really have a teachable heart? Am I humble? And can I learn and listen through that lens? Yeah, defensiveness is really a, 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 a when someone's defensive yeah. all the time, it really shows a lack of humility. Yeah. It's pretty hard. If you're the type of person, you're always defensive. Anytime somebody's saying something that comes against what you think, yeah. or you always have to explain yourself. There's, there's, there's something going on on the inside. It's a, it's a uh, character flaw yeah, or just a weakness, not even a flaw, just a weakness. Um, uh, God gives you a teachable heart. So yes. we can say it this way, a teachable heart is directly connected to our tested faith. Yes. It says it's here, God, who has given you a, teach who gives you the teachable heart? God does. And at the point of salvation, when you're born again, and when you become brand new, when you become that new creation, the Bible says right. in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen, you have been given a new heart. heart. That's right. New heart, new new inner person. That's now this battle, this wrestling yes. of changing the way you think to align to who you are. Um, the teachable heart is directly connected to our test of faith. How? Well, we go back to James one three and four, and it tells us how. Because you know that the testing of faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect effect so that you'll be perfect and complete, not indeficient yes. in anything. We say it this way. Uh, this verse is encouraging believers to remain strong yes. and persevere through difficult times. Many times in difficult times, the inner you comes yes. out. Yes. When you're under pressure, under pressure. See, when you're almost like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Ice, you know ice, what baby, I'm saying. It's, ice, it's almost like it, but it's not. Anyway, when you're under pressure, yes. who you are or what you know yes. or comes out. I'll give an example from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm a Jiu Jitsu grappler. When you're in the heat of a battle, when you're under pressure, when that guy is on top of you or doesn't many times that gal's on top of you kicking your butt. Right. But when that pressure is yeah. on you, you will revert to what you know. Yeah. Now you might you just will. And if you don't know anything, you're going to be stuck. It's like training, you know, defensive tactics training, training um, in my career. We train a lot. So it's when pressure comes. You revert to how you've trained. You'll revert to that instinctively. Yeah. Um, the verse of the courage believers remain strong, persevere through difficult times. Yes. So when difficult times come, when you're under pressure, how are you responding? Will show you a yes. few things about yourself as these tests are seen to strengthen one faith. Faith. When we are faced with difficult times, God doesn't want us to run away. No. No. He doesn't want us to run away. He wants to stand strong. Yes. He wants to remain strong, steadfast, uh, stand strong. And so our faith is strengthened in the trials and difficulties of life. Your faith, my yes. faith, our faith is strengthened under pressure. Yes. Again, using the analogy of training, lifting weights. If you want to bench press 200 pounds. You must first bench press 180 pounds. Yeah. To get there, you have to put your muscles under what? 
pressure. Yes. So anytime you, then you're facing a difficult time, we can't say God has left, left me. No, he's still there. He, why would we know this? That's why they have a rest for the word. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm yeah. with you all the times, at all times, even to the end of the age. So when I'm under pressure, yeah. I get diagnosed with cancer. Uh, my kids are freaking out. I lose my job. I, it comes out of nowhere. Um, um, something happens, a difficult, like real life stuff happens. I have to, I remain under pressure. I don't run yeah. away from God. I don't quit going to church. I don't quit listening to Jesus. I quit reading my Bible. Oh, it's not working. It really reveals who you are. Yeah. Under pressure. Now you may want to do that. Why it's good to be in a community with people where yeah. you're going to pressure people come surround you and say, no, 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 no. Don't go anywhere, man. Yeah. Stay under pressure. Stay under yeah. that test because you're getting strong. Go ahead, no, it's good. In second Peter chapter one, verses six and seven, and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance, godliness and to godliness, mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. And you're going, yeah. Okay. What, 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 what? exactly <laughs> is that saying? If you have your Bibles, I want you to open it up. If you have your Bible app, Second Peter, New Testament of the Bible, chapter one, verses six and seven, and to knowledge, self-control. Yeah. Okay, knowledge is knowing something, but it doesn't mean that you know something in your heart because that's you great. No, when you know something, you act on that. It, it, it becomes a part of your heart, not just your head. And to knowledge, not just what I know up here, but I've not ever put into practice. Self-control. Self-control is the ability to say no now. Practicing mindfulness. Why? Because I understand some consequences of needing self-control in this situation. And to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance. Perseverance is not giving up. It's, it's you know, continuing through yes. difficult times yes. when the pressure is on. I am not retreating but i am saying you know what i might, might not be advancing but i'm saying i'm not going anywhere mm -hmm. i'm going to stand i'm going to persevere i'm not going to give up i'm going to be persistent continue you ever have those persistent people in your life <laughs> you know they may be annoying but it's in it's important that's what the scripture is talking about not giving up annoying it can be can annoying be. but it's you know, it's like your your kid, mom, 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 mom. Okay, <laughs> but they're not going to give up until you answer, right? And to self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness. Godliness is reflecting the nature of God. Reflecting God's nature. Going back to the Bible, right? Are we using the Bible as our lens? Are we using that? To, godliness isn't necessarily moral, you know, uprightness. It's not a lot, but it's reflecting the nature of God. Yeah. Mutual affection and godliness, mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. Mutual affection is not a one-way affection. You're not the pursuer always and that other person isn't pursuing. Yeah. A mutual affection is a back and forth, both people in it all the way. You see, knowledge about God is just knowledge unless it begins to transform me from the inside out. And the only way we can we know it is when we are tested in our faith. When our faith is tested, we understand that, you know, it's the knowledge that maybe we've been reading our Bible, that we've been doing, we've been praying and all those things. But when we are tested, when the pressure comes, right. it's what comes out. It's, it's not necessarily what's in here. It's what comes out that we know, you know, wh where that has gone is where our faith is. So when I am sick, is he healer? 
He is healer. I know that. But do I know that? Is that what's coming out of me when I'm sick, when I'm diagnosed, when I'm broke? Is he provider? I was listening to um, that song this morning, Jaira. Jaira, you are enough. Jehovah Jaira, he is your provider. Do you know him? Is that what comes out when you don't have, when you're lacking? Do you know that he's the one that's going to provide? What is it that's coming out? When your faith is tested and when you're under pressure. And it's not denial. Right. Yeah. It's not positive It's not some thinking. kind of weird, you know, yeah. it's not some kind of like, you know. We're not talking mind over matter. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. <coughs> right. Dude, you're sick. Okay. It's all right. Okay. It's not denial. It's got in my sickness, he, he is healer. Yes. All right. A um, couple more. <coughs> when I am suffering, he is comfort. Yeah. It's knowing this. It's not just knowing this. It's, it's knowing this. Paul the yeah. Apostle knew a lot of stuff. Yeah. I committed to memory the first five books of the, would it be called the Torah or the Old Testament of the scriptures by the age of 12. That's why he had, was a rabbi. He had it committed to memory. Yeah. That's why he was a Pharisee. He had it committed to memory the first five books to memory by the age of 12. That's why, oh, the children can't do anything. By the age of 12, he knew. Yeah. Then he had an encounter with Jesus in Acts chapter 9, and he went from knowing to knowing. Yeah. Two different things. When I don't know what to do, so we have when I'm sick, he's healer. When I'm broke, he's provider. When I'm suffering, he is the comfort. And when I don't know what to do, he's the one yeah. who makes a way where there appears to be no way. Pastor Andrew, tell us how Alpha went this week. Alpha honestly was uh, really good. It was fantastic. Can I tell you, even if you have, you know, you think you know the basics of, you know, the meaning of life, you've been a Christian for a long time or you're just getting into it. There is something that I learn every week from others as they're sharing their life, their experiences. Um, we're, we're watching a video together, praying together, talking and asking questions. Mm -hmm. And one person this week on Alpha said, Angie, can we continue to be able to have a safe place where we can come and ask questions so we can learn and grow together? And I'm like, absolutely. That is what you should have said. No, about. of course not. You know, so you can join us alpha this Wednesday. You link can will be in the box. The link will be in the box. Uh, or you can go to our community uh, group. Yep. I was like page Dang. group. What, what is it? Whatever it is. On, on Facebook. Facebook. And you're going to find all the information. DM us messages here and we will connect with you. Um, so we can what? Learn the meaning of life together and yeah, grow sure. in our faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We ask, Lord, that all yes. of us who are suffering under trials will be strong in the faith. Yes, Jesus. And that strength doesn't come from us trying to pull, pull the bootstraps, hold on to Jesus as hard as we can. We have to always remember, Lord, it's not us who are holding on to you. It's you who are holding on to us. Yes. God, you're the one that's pursuing us. You're the one that seeks us. You're the one that's yes. finding us. You're the one that's drawing us. And we are responders to your grace. Thank you, Jesus. And we're living in this truth, Lord. So it's this cooperative, beautiful dance between creator and creation. Yes. So we thank you for that, Lord. And so this morning, God, we ask that those who are suffering here, they're in a trial. They, they're they they're in, under some stuff and it's, yeah. they want to quit. So, Lord, we pray that they will stay strong. Yes, Jesus. They'll stand firm in their faith, knowing that the testing of their faith is producing something. They want this test. Yes, God. Does God heal today? You want to know if God heals today, God? If we want to know that God heals, you have to be sick. Yeah. Someone has to be sick at least. 
Does God provide for me? Well, we have to be in a situation that, to allow God to provide. Yeah. Is he my comfort? I want God to comfort me. Then you have to be in a place to, to need comfort. Yes. Will he make a way for me where it appears to be in no way? That means you got to be a, in a place where you need someone to make a way. Yeah. So God, we pray today for those who are in situations and circumstances of life that are in a struggle. And they'll stand strong in the faith. Yes, Jesus. And they look to the author and the finisher of their faith, the one who will, again, make a way where it appears to be no way. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. Have a great week. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace.